Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community, and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. You know, I hope I hope y'all had an incredible Thanksgiving. It was a great time at my household. Um, it's just fun to get around with the family and talk about what you're grateful for. It's amazing that just my, you know, my five and six-year-old, we sat down and they, they wrote their gratitude list. It's incredible that even children can find things to be grateful for. All of us have something to have thankfulness and gratitude for the Lord. Has God done anything for anyone in this room, anybody in this place? I'm telling you, we serve a good, good God. And I love about Thanksgiving because it's the one day where gluttony is not a sin. Thank you, Jesus. It's the one day where God just takes everything off and says, hey, you just, you go for it. I don't know about your Bible. That's what it says in my Bible. You know, you can just go for it. And I stuffed my face, and I'm still recovering from it. It was unbelievable. It was so much fun. But um, there's something I wanted to share with you that will transform your life, and that is a turducken. Has anyone ever heard of a turducken in this place? A turducken is a smoked turkey with a duck and a chicken stuffed inside. And let me tell you, it's the closest thing to salvation you'll ever experience. It will change your life. You're welcome. Get you one for next Thanksgiving. It's unbelievable. I hope you had a great time, though. And in this series, we're talking about gratitude and generosity. And all throughout the Bible, I think it's amazing that there are Thanksgiving offerings that people give to, give to God. You know, um, whenever we get into this, we have to understand that God really makes his greatness known because God is the greatest giver of all. How many of you understand that? What does the Bible say? It says, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his son so we could have salvation. But then he gives us so much more in the abundant life. God gives us heaven on earth. If we live and do life God's way, his blessings are forevermore when we give God our time, our talent, and our treasure. You know, I love that God, we can never outgive God because he's given us so much. Our giving here at North Point Community Church, it really doesn't take a large portion of our time out of our regular services because a lot of us know our commitments to Almighty God. Maybe you give on your way out the door. Maybe you give online or maybe through text. But whatever it is, finances are obviously a major part of all of our lives and a major way that we demonstrate our love for Almighty God. I love that these last few weeks, and today is, is the last Sunday that really we're going to be talking about this, But we are all given the opportunity to give in this back-to-school offering. And let me tell you, it's been phenomenal. What's been given and and the lives that have been transformed. So many uniforms, so many meals that have been given. And today, I want to finish strong. Can I get an amen? Amen. Today, I want to take you to a few places in the Bible where we see people come together. They come together to give. And all throughout the Bible, there's individual offerings, and there's nothing wrong with an individual offering. They're beautiful. But today, I want to talk about three stories 
where corporately the, the body of Almighty God come together to give an offering to God. So the title of my message today is this, Giving Together the Power of Agreement. Giving together, when we give together, there's a power of agreement, a superpower we have access to. North Point Community Church. Community is the power of agreement that we have to fight the enemy. And Jesus made this very clear. We have access to this power. Matthew 18 and 19, it says this. If two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Friends, this is a huge promise. Prayers of agreement have this promise attached to them. Somehow God sees us agreeing together in prayer. And he says, if you truly agree, it will happen. I don't know about you, but I want to grab hold of that promise. And I want you to see something about how it's really our responsibility to fertilize the soil where we plant things. So it's good to make sure the soil is good where you're planting your seed. Let me tell you this, North Point Community Church, it is good soil. And it's also good to make sure you're planting what you want to reap. So if you're planting joy, let me tell you, friends, you're going to reap joy. If you plant financial offerings, you're going to reap financial blessings. If you plant the gospel and you're sharing the gospel, you will reap salvations and souls. Whatever you plant, you're going to reap. And we understand that. So we know our soil is good. We know our seed is ready. But this next verse, it talks about the condition of the soul. So 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, it says this, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So today we're talking about the responsibility to condition the soil, to apply the right fertilizer or nutrition in what we're doing and planting the seeds. So this is what I want to tell you. It's just like planting real seeds. When you're planting real seeds in the ground, you don't poison the ground that you're planting the seed in. So if you were reluctant or if there is compulsion or guilt, you need to take a moment. And, and I want you to look and listen to me and hear me when I say this. If you're ever trying to give in an offering, but something in your heart is reluctant, you need to take a pause. And you need to say, what is the motivation of my giving? Am I giving out of guilt? Am I giving out of compulsiveness? Am I, am I giving? And you take a moment because this is it. We need to pray a little bit more about the offering before we bring it because the Bible makes it clear if our motivations are wrong, it's like poisoning the soil. But there's so many great ways to condition the soil and to prepare it because in this verse, it said, God loves a cheerful giver. Because when we give through joy, through cheerfulness, we can rest in the assurance that we are doing what God has called us to do. And you're just, you're laughing about it. You're joyful. You have peace in your heart because you know, you know you're in the will of God. Whenever you're struggling and whenever you're doing wrong, what is the first thing to go? Well, it's, it's your joy, right? It's your peace. But whenever you're in the will of God and your joy is intact, you can understand I'm walking towards 
what God has for me. And you can trust that it's being planted in good soil and it's being fertilized by your good attitude. So make sure that we condition it with joy. You got to be joyful. You got to be cheerful. And then agreement works the same way. Agreement conditions the soil where we plant our seed. You know, whenever we come together for one purpose in agreement together, we're on board with the vision of the church. And God will see our agreement. And I don't want you to forget this verse that I went over. If any two of us agree as touching anything, asking for it in the name of Jesus, it will be done by our Father in heaven. Can I get an amen? So today I just want to give you three stories really quickly. And these three stories are from the Bible and they're with the corporate giving for an offering. The first one's for Moses. Moses comes to the children of Israel and they're taking an offering for the tabernacle to build a tabernacle. You can turn with me to Exodus 36, 2 and 7. This is what the Bible says. Then Moses summoned Bezalel and Ohiliab and every skilled person to who the Lord had given ability and who was willing to come and do the work. They received from Moses all the offerings the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continued to bring freewill offerings morning after morning. So all the skilled workers who were doing all the work on the sanctuary, they left what they were doing. And they said to Moses, Moses, the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work of the Lord that he's commanded us to do. Then Moses gave an order and they sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. And so the people were restrained from bringing more because they already had more than enough to do the work of Almighty God. Everyone say more than enough. Say it again. One more time like you mean it. That is when I pray over you, your family, your business, your health, and over North Point Community Church in the name of Jesus, that God will give us more than enough. This happened. This is a story from the Bible. Moses, they had more than enough. Can you imagine with all these offerings that we're doing right now that all of us have the opportunity to get involved in here at the end of the year? that everyone kept coming in all throughout the week and they were given more and more till we had to send out an email. We're like, hey guys, stop bringing in money. Okay, stop bringing stuff in. We have more than enough and that's what the Bible's telling us right here. If you're taking notes, here's, here's my first point today if you're taking notes. When we give together in agreement, there will be more than enough. I'm telling you this morning, if every one of us, if we heard from God exactly what God wanted us to give in these offerings, and then we obeyed the voice of Almighty God, there would be more than enough to finish and fulfill the vision of North Point Community Church to the end of the year. And everything would be how God wants it. God promised in the Bible to open the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessings like you can't contain. How many of you want that blessing? You want more than enough, and that's what I'm speaking over every single one of you. And I believe this kind of more than enough will be open for our whole church as we learn to give together 
and the power. Guys, when I say agreement, I want you to understand agreement. It's a superpower. Um, I've grown to know one truth in my life, and this truth I know every single Thanksgiving, and that is that my Grammy's dressing is better than your grandma's dressing, okay? My Grammy's dressing is better than your mama's dressing, okay? How do I know that? Well, it's uh, in the Guinness Book of World Records. It's scientifically proven, and this Thanksgiving, she made it, oh my gosh, with some extra love. Can I get an amen? Wasn't it amazing? And I'm going to make this short because I got some left over at the house. I know I'll get to go get some. Um, whenever she makes it, she makes it in a big old pan, and it's like a modern-day miracle every time she makes it. It's like the five loaves and two fishes. I don't know what it is, but the more we dip in there, the more it manifests. It's like it's a bottomless pit. It like never runs dry. It's nuts. And I know I'm messing around a little bit, but this is what I want you to know is that God's blessings are endless. God's blessings are more than enough. God's blessings are over and above anything that you could ever imagine. And there's no cap to God's blessings. So when we come in here together and when we come together and we give for one purpose, we understand that God wants us to do so many things for his love and for his grace, and he loves us with everything. Put your hands together for Jesus right now if you love him. Come on. I'll use one more word to describe God's blessings, and that word is delicious. God's blessings are delicious. I'm, I'm just kidding. That's like a terrible word. I'm starving right now. I'm going to get into the uh, second point. So here's a second, here's a second story. Delicious, what in the world? So King David, King David's taking an offering to build the temple, okay? And he's building the temple for his son Solomon. And this is the next story. First Chronicles 29, 1 through 9. This is what the Bible says. Then King David said to the whole assembly, my son Solomon, the one who God has chosen, is young and, young and inexperienced. The task is great because this palatial structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. With all my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God, gold for the gold, silver for, and he goes through this whole list, what David's giving personally. Then verse six says, then the leaders of families, the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds and the officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. Verse 9 says, The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. So David gives an offering, the leaders give an offering, and then everybody else gives an offering. Here's my second point if you're taking notes. When we give together an agreement, it expresses confidence in the leadership and the vision of Almighty God. I know you heard the beginning of that verse, the beginning of King David's speech, but I really want to go over it one more time. David starts off his speech and he says this, I know you know my son is young and inexperienced, but my son Solomon is the leader that God chose to build the temple. And I'm about to throw every bit of my resources behind him 
Because it's not his work anyway. It's God's work and it's kingdom work. And then what happens next, it's unbelievable. Experts say that David's offering is incalculable. Like they don't even know how much, but perhaps they say it would probably be in the billions of dollars that David gives and then the leaders gave and then everyone else gave. And I wanna read this one more time because it's so powerful. It says, then the leaders of families, the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and hundreds and the officials in charge of the king's work, they gave willingly. They gave towards the work on the temple of God. Anyone who had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the temple of the Lord. The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David, the king, also rejoiced. Friends, this is an incredible example of the children of God coming together and giving an agreement to Almighty God. And when they did that, there was more than enough, but not just more than enough, it expressed their love for the leadership and the vision that God had given them. That's called unity and that's called honor. And whenever we have honor, unity, and the visions together, let me tell you, we are limitless with Almighty God. You know, we've seen this so many times in sports and there'll be like a superstar basketball player in the NBA and they'll go get this superstar and bring him on this team and he'll be on the team, but he thinks, I can just do it all myself. And he gets on the team and he starts butting heads with the coach, rips the culture right down the middle and they lose. Their season is a loss and they end up trading that player or firing the coach, but bottom line, they are losers for that season. And you've seen it the opposite. I mean, one of my favorite examples is Tom Brady. Tom Brady, when he was with New England, superstar of superstars, right? But he knew Bill Belichick understood how to take him to victory. So Tom Brady and that whole team, they were with one vision to win, one vision to be together. Six Super Bowls, it might never be matched. Do you understand this point? Whenever we're together, God can do incredible things, but alone, let me tell you, it's detrimental. It's a simple point, but here's what I want you to know in generosity. Your offerings at church, when you give, it expresses that you believe in the vision of the house. Every time you give in the offering, you say this, I believe that we're called to love God well. We're called to create a Christ-centered, culture-changing community. We're created to do this thing together because David called on the people and he said this, if you believe in your leadership, if you believe that the vision we have cast before you is the vision that you wanna build, then bring all that you can to make it happen and demonstrate that you're behind the vision. This is what I wanna speak prophetically over this house right now. This place is a place that has given together already. This place is a place of agreement. And as we come together and as we are in agreement, we have this promise that the best is yet to come and we're gonna go from glory to glory and God is gonna bless us in the future. If you believe that, give God some praise right now. Come on. This next passage 
This is the last story I want to get into today. And I want you to see this as a similar message. It's really one vision, but this vision is really about each other. This last point is really about your brothers and your sisters and us doing this together. So remember the first point with Moses is about the tabernacle. So the tabernacle was the first place to house the presence of God in the Ark of the Covenant, fire by night, pillar of smoke during the day. It's monumental, the tabernacle. The second was for the temple. The temple that they built was unbelievable. People had pilgrimages from all over the world to see this temple, to put their prayer requests in the wall because they believed their prayers would be answered. They would turn towards the location of the temple. Remember the story of Daniel whenever he was taken from his homeland three times a day. He would turn towards the direction of the temple and he would pray. But this last example, it's not about the tabernacle. It's not about building a building or the temple. But this last example, it's really everything to do with building and supporting the vision of the church together, doing this with one another. So if you want to turn there with me, it's Acts chapter 4. And in Acts chapter 4, it records the first time the new church deals with finances at all. So the new church, the first time after the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus, and establishing the church of Jesus Christ, this is the first time that they took offerings and did anything with finances. And the Bible says this in Acts chapter 4. Whenever they asked for offerings, whenever they needed something, that people came willingly and they came for each other. So turn with me to Acts 4, 32, and the Bible says this. All the believers were one in heart and one in mind. So right there, together and in agreement. There's the power of being together and the power of agreement. The Bible goes on to say this. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything they had with great power. The apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all, in all of them, because they were together, that there were no needy persons among them. So I want you to see two things that are very powerful in this passage. And the first is this. Because they gave, it freed the apostles up to share the gospel. So the apostles were freed up because they didn't have to worry about the finances to be able to share the gospel. And the gospel went further and got to more people because they were freed up to share it in a broader capacity. And the second thing is this, is there was so much among them in their corporate effort that no one had a need anymore. There was more than enough. They all lived in a supernatural flow that did away with personal needs, and they were giving in order to help each other. I'm going to ask the team to come up here as I give you my last point today, and we're going to worship. But my third point today, and my final point if you're taking notes, is when we give together and in agreement, it changes the community. When we give together and in agreement, it transforms the community. Guys, these people, they were so one with each other 
that they carried each other's burdens. They saw their own resources as a way to build others up, to make the gospel reach their neighbors and to make sure the work of the kingdom happened in their community. Friends, that's the whole story. They gave because it impacted the kingdom of Almighty God. It impacted each other. It impacted their community. It was for the church of Jesus Christ and the community was transformed. Now, I don't know anything else, but I know this. I know the heart of North Point Community Church. I know the heart in this place is powerful because this year, you've been together. This year, you have you have been in agreement. This is the year of legacy. And all year long, this year of legacy, we've been given together. And I just want you to see the power of agreement that you have joined in already. Just like Philip just said, one of the things that you did over Thanksgiving break, there were 500 students that you fed every single day that wouldn't have had food. And you impacted them. You gave them meals every day. And guess what? We are doing the same thing for Christmas break. Gonna feed them every single day. That's the power of agreement, transforming a community. You know, these back to school offerings that we've been having these past few weeks and then the last one today that gives you the opportunity to get involved. You know what you're getting involved in? You have taken care of 11 schools this entire year. What? What do you mean by taking care? Well, you have given over 4,500 uniforms and sweatshirts to these kids. And by the end of the year, this just blows my mind. Over 92,000 meals you will have provided. If that's not transforming the community, I don't know what is. All the hundreds of salvations and baptisms, all the groups, all the families, all the lives changed. Here's what I'm saying. The power of agreement coming together, it's like a bright light and a beacon of hope in the darkness. And it doesn't just stay here at the church, but it spills over in the community and great things have happened. But as we agree and as we're together like never before and we invest in this, guess what? It will get greater and it will get greater. We'll go from glory to glory and the best is yet to come for North Point Community Church for the glory of Almighty God. I want you to stand to your feet today. And I want us to get ready to prepare our hearts to worship. I want us to worship today. We're going to sing a song to end out today. But as we get ready, I just want you to remember, when we come together in agreement, here is what we're saying. Number one, don't forget it. We're saying that God, in the name of Jesus, is going to give you more than enough. I want you to receive that right now. You're going to have more than enough. The floodgates of heaven are going to open with blessings that are going to overtake you. The second thing is this. When we come together in agreement, we have a unified vision. And in that unified vision walking forward, we have the promise that the best is yet to come. You might be going through something, but your promise is this. Do not quit. The best is yet to come. And finally... When we're together in agreement, it doesn't just transform you, 
but it transforms this community. We're a light and a beacon of hope and your children and your children's children doesn't die with you, but you're able to pass on what God has given you. So today I want you to bow your heads and I want us to pray. And as we pray, I just, I want you to give your, I want you to give your love to God right now and everything that you have. Don't hold anything back, but I want you to give everything to God right now. God, I just pray. I pray for everyone in this room. God, I pray you bless them. God, I just pray that as we give you everything in our hearts, God, I pray that we will be together. Lord, in agreement that you have great things for us. And today, Lord, my friends that that feel like they're lacking, God, they feel like they don't have enough. They're struggling and going through tough times. In the name of Jesus, I pray your comfort over them right now. Holy Spirit, comfort them and clothe them in your righteousness and love right now. And God, in their lack, I speak more than enough. In the name of Jesus, God, give them more than enough in their finances, more than enough in their health, more than enough in their relationship, more than enough in their confidence, more than enough in their will to walk towards you. Today, strengthen my friends and my family and touch them as you give them more than enough. And God, I pray they won't run to the things they've done in the past, but God, they will run to the body of Christ and agree together that they have great things in their future. So God, bless them and give them more than enough right now in the name of Jesus. God, comfort my friends. And God, I pray that this house will be known as a house that is unified on every front. God, I pray North Point Community Church will be known as a place and a family that is together in agreement that we're here to exalt the name of Jesus above anything, above any name, and that we're going to build the kingdom of God and through being united. God, I pray that we'll see the promise that the best is yet to come. And God, now I pray for our community. Come on, agree with me right now in your spirit. And agree with me right now in prayer. God, I pray for Bozier City right now where we are planted in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for these 11 schools that North Point has been taking care of all year long. God, these students that are being fed and clothed. God, these teachers that are having outreach. God, I pray that you touch them. And God, as we get together and in agreement, God, I pray it will spill over into every aspect of our life and to every highway and byway of where we go. Help us to be your hands. Help us to be your feet. And God, help us to be the voice of Jesus Christ. God, we love you with everything in our spirits. God, we love you with everything. And God, finally, I pray for all the needs in this house. If you have a need right now, I just want you to lift your hand. I wanna pray for the needs of the house. God, I pray for every hand that is lifted in the name of Jesus. God, you know the impossibilities. You know the situations. You know the quiet hurts that no one else knows. God, I pray you, you step in to the secret places. And God, I pray that, that you heal my friends. You heal their minds. I pray they have the mind of Christ. You heal their bodies, their souls, their relationships, the impossibilities. I pray you turn it around and you give them great hope. Today, we worship you. And God, together, 
we lift up your name. We say we love you more than anything. God, we know the best is yet to come. Today we worship you with everything. Right now, we're gonna sing a song. And as we sing this song, I just want you in your spirit and with everything within you, I want you to say, God, I'm so thankful. Come on, just tell them. God, I'm so thankful for this day. God, I'm thankful for what you've given. God, I'm thankful for your love. And out of the thankfulness, give him your best today. Come on, let's sing together. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you, Lord. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Only you, Jesus. Jesus, the only one you could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, Lord. Oh, we live for you. You're holy. There is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. So. Beside you, you are worthy, you are worthy. Sing, I will build my life, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation, and I will put my trust Shaken, and I will build my. 
wonderful week. But also, right? Hey, you're here. You're here. I don't know how it went. I don't know if you succeeded at dealing with that situation you knew you were going to encounter the way that you wanted to. I don't know if you were who you were hoping to be when you went home this Thanksgiving. I don't know if you felt completely alone. Maybe it was the first Thanksgiving without, without having your kids in your house. Because over, over at dad's. And, hey, listen to me. I'm so proud of you. You showed back up. You made it through. You may not have done exactly what you wanted to do. Hey, you're here. Some of you are carrying some guilt, and honestly, you're carrying some shame, and you're carrying some stuff, and you know what? I just don't want you to carry it out. You may have carried it in, but you don't have to carry it out. You don't have to carry it out. Do you know what one of the reasons we give is because it reminds us in the physical realm of the reliance we have on God in every realm. That, that's one of the reasons we do. And if we give without getting that, we miss a huge part of it. So right now, I, I just want to invite you. If you say, Destiny, I don't want to carry it out. Some of you are so disappointed. And that's the only way to say it. You're just disappointed talked to a mom not long ago and she said I hate holidays because I just always walk away disappointed hey you don't have to carry it out whatever it is you don't have to carry it out you don't have to carry it out you can leave it here you don't have to carry that burden you don't have to rehash that conversation you don't have to go through it all again you can forgive them you can forgive yourself and you can forgive your past self all of it okay this is what I want to do. If that's you and you just say, I want, I want you to pray for me. I don't want to carry it out of here. Will you just raise your hand? Get free. Come on. If you can't be vulnerable in here, where, where else are you going to be vulnerable? You just say, I don't want to carry it out. I see you. I see you. Hey, I don't want to carry it out. All right, God, you see my friends. You see them. You see them. You see the disappointment. You see the pain. You see the moment. You see the conversation. You see it. Right now in your mind's eye, I want you to think about it. Some of you didn't raise your hand because you're not ready to be vulnerable with us. That's okay too. Listen, I want you to see it in your mind and I want you to give it to God right now. It's not going to plague you the rest of this week. It's not going to break your heart anymore. When it comes back up, you're going to remind yourself that you gave it to God and he's taking care of it. He has forgiven you. You are forgiving you and you're forgiving them. You're forgiving them. You're letting them go for that horrible thing. You're letting them go for all the past things. You're letting them go for the absence. You're letting it go right now. Father, we choose to take this burden that we carried in here and to lay it at the feet of the cross. 
we choose to say, you are big enough to carry it and we are not. We choose to cast our cares on you. We choose right now to give it to you. Father, we are not enough. We don't understand. We can't fix it. We're feeling all kinds of things. So Lord, we just give it to you. Even the anger, all of it, we just give it to you. And Father, instead, we want to take your burden because it's something we can actually do something about this week. We want to take your burden for the people in our lives that we're going to encounter. The burden just to love without any expectation of getting anything back. We take it, Father. God, I pray healing in the name of Jesus for people's hearts all over this place. God, I pray healing in the name of Jesus for people's hearts. Lord, I pray that you would do a deep work in this place and that they would literally feel lighter as they walk out, knowing that you see them, that you love them and that you already forgave them, that you already paid the price for the places where they miss it and that you paid the price for the other people who missed it too. And so we can release them. Help us to live undistracted Jesus, we need you. We need you to live this life you've called us to live. Thank you that you're not just here for the good times, but you're here for all the times. Make us strong so that we can truly create Christ-centered, culture-changing community in our own lives, in our families, and in our community. We trust you, Jesus. We trust you, Jesus. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.